Welcome to The Edge of Act, the podcast where we explore the intersection of human stories and business success. I'm your host, Carolyn Crawford, and I'm thrilled to have you join me as we explore the minds of entrepreneurs, marketers, and visionaries who have mastered the art of alchemizing their personal journeys into their business success and learn how you can apply what they've learned to your own business. So whether you're an aspiring entrepreneur, a seasoned business owner, or simply someone fascinated by the power of human stories, The Edge Effect is here to offer you insights, inspiration, and a fresh perspective on what it truly means to make your mark in the world. Get ready to be moved, motivated, and challenged as we embark on this incredible journey together. So let's begin. I'm Carolyn Crawford, and this is The Edge Effect. Hello, everyone. I am Carolyn Crawford, the host of The Edge Effect, this podcast you are listening to right now, and founder of Cultivate Communications, a brand that helps other brands cultivate marketable moments. I Before I begin the solo episode, we're going to talk about three ways to cultivate your competitive edge today. But before I begin, I wanted to express so much gratitude for the level of support I've received for launching the Edge Effect a few weeks ago. I'm going to do solo episodes every couple guest episodes, and I will also be having some special episodes that's more of a roundtable slash panel featuring some some other guests and, and whatnot. But before we begin, I wanted to quickly say a thank you to everyone who has listened every single week thus far. It has truly meant the world to me. And I want to send a special shout out to Patty, Virginia, and Emily, the guests that we have had on thus far. There are so, so many more business owners who have also graciously taken the time to chat with me and share their story. And so you'll be hearing those. So we've got episodes coming to you every single week, but I am just so excited to share everyone's story with you. And I think that every single episode has so many good takeaways to each. And so that's why every couple episodes, I want to have a solo episode to sort of reflect on what the previous episodes were talking about and how we can really make sure that we're mining the golden nuggets from each of those. So Thank you again to everyone. I greatly, greatly appreciate it. So so let's talk about the edge effect. Let's talk about what it means to have a competitive edge and how you can cultivate it. And so the way that the edge, and I talked about this in a previous solo episode, but the way that the edge effect really came to be, it did kind of come on a whim, but I've been doing this now for 12 years, marketing communications, and I was really sitting one day and trying to understand why do I love this so much? What is it about marketing that I'm obsessed with? Why do I, why do I, why did I set out on my own? Why does Cultivate exist? Why, 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 why? And one of the things I came to realize and something that I've recognized before, but didn't really put it into anything actionable was that even when I before starting on my own, when I was still in-house at companies, every job application that I would fill out, it would ask, why do you want this role? What are you, what makes you do what you do, basically? And I would always say every single time, I have a passion for bringing brands' voices to life. That's just, it's as simple as that. And so one day when Edge Effect kind of, the concept of the, of the Edge Effect came to be, that's what I remembered. And that's really what this is for. And that's really what Cultivate is about. It is truly distilling who you are and helping you figure out how to best amplify it. And so when the edge effect and how I kind of pitched the edge effect to get to 
the guests that have come on and and to to really understand what this is about it's it's a matter of recognizing that businesses yes they serve other people they can help you in tremendous ways but the brand is really a platform for the people behind it and so that's why highlighting their human stories their experience individually and as a company is really important to me because I think that we all have shared lessons and we all have our own unique experiences and our own perceptions of whatever those lessons are teaching us within our business and so one of the things that was really important to me was to highlight that and that's why every episode you know I come prepared with questions but I I really do respond to what they're saying I really do try to mine them for key takeaways that I can learn for myself as a marketer that other people can learn for themselves as business owners and just really understanding you know all the different ways that they are crafting their competitive edge that they are distilling who they are how they're amplifying it and how is that translating to the audience and you'll even hear from some episodes struggles that they've had you'll hear from people saying and even patty said this the very first guest episode that was aired she said you know social media is the hardest one that's as just one example right there are other people who struggle you know okay i have limited resources so you know virginia's key takeaway was being super intentional and she was so generous with how she did how she executed and how she did what she did. And Emily talks about this for just harnessing your brand, cultivating your brand as best as you can. And so there's just so many good takeaways. So I just want to acknowledge that and and say thank you to all those coming through. And then when it comes to the competitive edge and what I'm talking about is this is something, this is probably my first step with clients. And I actually don't start anywhere without doing kind of a gap analysis workshop, if you will. This, in this workshop, I essentially sit with them and I have them kind of spew at me everything that make they think makes them unique. Telling me about their company, telling me about what they do, why they started, what makes them happy, sort of like trying to read between the lines as best as I can. So I can like, and I pay attention to what they don't say and I pay attention to how they say something. So if they're passionate about something, then I pick up on it. If they are sort of lackluster about something, I pick up on it because that indicates something to me. And so I basically go through that exercise with them and I boil it down and I truly distill everything that they've told me to really understand what makes them unique. And this is just one of my favorite parts about the whole experience of marketing and and also just since started my business, definitely my favorite part. And it really is just like seeing people, seeing their vision, really hearing them when they, they're speaking. And like I said, picking up on the things that they they don't even realize that they're sharing. And I've gotten that a lot of people being like, oh, I didn't even realize I said that. And I was like, you didn't but how you spoke about X indicates this to me. And so that's the very first step. So, so that way I can distill what they do. And then on the spot, I take a look at their competitors and I'm also asking them what's their, what are they envisioning for their brand? What's the long-term goals? What's the short-term goals? Cause that's always important, right? They have a new launch coming or new product or 
they're through rebrand or whatever doesn't even matter what the situation is but also what's the long term what's your goal it what are what are the things that you kind of envision that you think are so so far off and so once i hear that i open up a couple competitors and i just look at their websites i do a very light brushing of this on the spot for them and i look at and i highlight what their competitors are doing really well and or how they're doing it differently because and i think that's the beauty of competition is and because we see it right like oh they're just doing it so much better than me there's so much negative talk that we have especially if you're on the business owner journey on your <laughs> completely on your own there's just so much negative talk that you have to kind of self talk i should say that you have to kind of battle and resist as best as you can but one of the most important things that i have cultivated as much as i possibly could and and hopefully has translated to clients as well as what are your competitors doing like use them as inspiration not for not as a as a kind of carrot dangling in front of you that you'll never reach that's not that's never the goal so on the spot i look at their competitors and i say okay this is what they're doing really effectively because what their competitors are doing effectively is how you can shift your mindset to do things in a competitive way. And that is what it means to cultivate a competitive edge. It is understanding, not it's not copying your competitors. It's not saying, oh, they're on X channel, X social media platform, or they're talking about things in this way. It's not at all to copy them. It's to learn from them. It's to recognize how they're doing something because that seems to be translating to the same audience that you have. And so that's why looking at your competitors and identifying this gap analysis and truly writing out where am I at now versus where I want to be and how are my competitors coming off as closer to where I want to be? You know, how are they coming off in a way that if I'm my audience, I connect with it again, not in a way to look at the competition and feel like you're not doing enough because it's never the case. You're just learning and you're trying to figure out what works for you. And every single person is different. And I'm going to teach you three ways to cultivate your competitive edge. But just really want to emphasize that what the competitive edge is and why it matters in marketing. It matters because there's so much noise out there. And so you you are unique. And, and I think we get into this battle of being like, well, I am unique and I deserve to you know, get X client or get paid this or whatever is going through your head. But something that I think we forget about is like, we need to talk competitively. We need to do that in a way that doesn't come off competitive. It's not talking down about our competitors, but we need to really acknowledge where we are in our journey, where we're trying to get to and take actions that get us closer to there. And there are so many ways to do that. And so that's why it matters in marketing, because those actions, those marketable moments are what you're going to do over and over and over again. And the whole secret to marketing is identifying those moments and translating them in a way that feels so unique to you and how you communicate to your audience or to your clients and harnessing that every step of the way and understanding how you're doing it differently from your competitors, because you know that you're unique enough that you're carving your own place in the world.
but they also are too. So how can you do it differently? And so we're going to talk about that. So three ways to cultivate your competitive edge. So the first thing before you do anything, actually, this is step zero, essentially, is do an audit. What are you doing? Take inventory of every single thing that you are doing. How are you communicating to your audience? What seems to be working? What doesn't work? Also, too, don't just look at it from like a marketing perspective and a results perspective, but energy perspective. How much energy and time is it taking you or your team? How much money are you investing into something that you're just like, oh, I just don't know if this feels right. And I think that's one of the most important things that you can do because, and I do this so frequently and I do this for clients so frequently. And it's just one of the most important things to do because you have to understand where you're at. You have to understand what are you doing and be really honest about yourself. What are you doing that you just don't like doing? What are you doing that seems to be working, but it's just not working enough or whatever. Just write it all down. Also write down what your competitors are doing very well. Don't look at what they're doing bad and how you're doing it better. What are they doing very well? What are people responding to? Because we're going to look at that and learn from it. So that is step zero. Do it before any of this because it's basically cleaning the slate. Step one of cultivating your competitive edge is to find your golden nugget. So this kind of boils down to your core messaging and your unique perspective. And that's something that if you don't know what your message is or your unique perspective is, maybe do an exercise to do it. But this exercise can also help in case you're kind of in the process, but maybe it could use some refinement. So one of the things I love to do, and I call these golden nuggets because we all have something to say, right? And the takeaways and even how I'm marketing the the guest episodes, like There's so many golden nuggets coming from each episode. And those are things that you can take away. You can harness, you can learn from, you can, you can truly hold on to for as long as you need, because it comes with so much value and it can be something so small as being super intentional, like Virginia says, or getting really clear on your why, like Patty says, or, you know, really understanding what it is that you're selling. like, Emily says, you know, and so there's just so many ways to go about it. It could be so small and it could be big. It doesn't really matter. But how we're going to find our golden nuggets is two things. And I'm going to include a sort of workbook, if you will, in the show notes here. But how I like to do this is almost kind of a Venn diagram of sorts. So on one side, on the left side, let's say we're looking at You know, what's sort of our core, like number one thing that we can talk about all day long? What's something that people are going through, something that we talk about that we're focused on in our messaging already that we and why we started our business, right? So for me, it was, you know, why is marketing so challenging for businesses? That's something I could talk about all day long. You know, why why do things work and don't work? That's something that I can talk about all day long. These are the things that people want to know or people are experiencing that you can respond to. So write that down on one side. On the other side, we're going to also write down aspects of your ideal client. And for each of these sides, keep it to three to four points, if you will. If it's less, if it's more, great. But 
It doesn't need to be extensive. You can always add to it. You can always adjust, but just at a high level, what are the core points that your ideal clients have, core traits? So for me, it's believing in kind of a bigger picture, if you will, as one of them in the Venn diagram on the side that you have the key things that you can talk about all day long. You're going to pull out the core elements for that. So for me, I'm talking about marketing challenges. Let's say I wrote down marketing challenges, like of any kind, why things work, brand voice, operations, finding patience through the tactics, things like that. These are things that I talk about every single day that are so easy for me to talk about anytime, anywhere. On the other side of the Venn diagram, what are they feeling? What is your ideal client going through right now? So I wrote overwhelmed, they're over-influenced, they're unclear, they're afraid to take action, they're looking for what to do or how to do it, they're looking for next steps, and they're struggling. Those are the opposite sides because you're acknowledging and you're putting your mindset in the mindset of your clients instead, but also acknowledging what you can talk about, what you feel comfortable talking about. And then in the middle of this diagram, this is kind of where it all boils down to. How can you take everything that you can talk about so easily and speak to the challenges that they're having? And so I wrote, why are they having these challenges? How can they shift their mindset to change these feelings? What actions can they do to change that? How can they find the right support to implement for themselves? You know, because if they're feeling overwhelmed, can they get support? So this middle part is the golden nugget. They are the things that you can talk about. And it's just speaking to these things over and over and over again. Again, this is just three points that you can come up with. I'm sure that there are plenty more. But at the same time, especially if you're in a place of like, I need to get my marketing consistent. I need to figure out what I'm doing. If you're in a place where it's just not consistent, you are struggling, keep it simple. It's okay if you only have one point. That's a starting point, right? And so keep it to three to four if you can. If it's less, great. But I wouldn't do more than that, at least right now, until you get more comfortable, until you feel like you have the capacity to really expand to talk about more. But those are your golden nuggets. So keep that in. That's step one. The second is to identify your white space. And what I mean by white space is what are the competitors not doing? And how can you potentially do it differently? So I love using the example of the brand Goodles. And if you look at the way that they did it, and I actually was on a workshop with one of the co-founders of Goodles, and she spoke about this so eloquently of finding this white space. And they took something that was kind of outdated that people started overlooked. And that was boxed mac and cheese. And, you know, they're competing against major companies that have been around for decades, like Kraft, right? They were competing against these traditional boxed mac and cheese brands that we come to know and love that we're all familiar with. But there was, you know, it works for kids. And then there's like a whole segment of the audience that still doesn't really eat it frequently, right? So they decided to make improvements towards it. And that's their product. But the way that they market their business is so unique, because they decided to look at what is craft doing, or not doing, right? How are they marketing to their audience? What's Amy's doing? 
or not doing, you know, that same sentiment that I said in step zero, what's your competitor doing really well? What are they not doing? What they're not doing or how they're not doing it is potentially your white space. So how can you do things differently from your competitors? So the way that Google's did it for this example was they noticed that their, the crafts marketing, for instance, was going to kind of traditional methods and were targeting kids. So they decided to target older generation, people who kind of grew out of boxed mac and cheese. They also decided to get really, really creative with their marketing and make Goodle something that's a daily occurrence in someone's life. They made Goodle's a moment, a marketable moment every single day. And I think that was so smart. And that's why I love using that as an example is because they took something that was so basic, if you will, and they decided to find the fun in it. And they proved that through their TikTok videos. They proved that through how they, through every little detail that they put in. And one of the examples the founder shared, she was saying how like even at an exhibit that they had like a whole table ad and whatnot, they're light chandeliers were colanders. So it was in all these little details that they got really creative to not just have, okay, here's a box of mac and cheese that we think is better than our competitors because it's just better for you. They made it a moment. And that is what I mean by marketable moments. And I'll have an episode specifically around this later on, but that is really identifying your white space. How can you do things a little bit differently and Another example, too, to look at is liquid death, right? They took water. The most basic thing that we all need, but there's countless water sources around us, right? They took it and they made it fun. They made it a moment. And so think about it in that way. It's like, how can I make this a moment? What are my competitors not doing that I could capitalize on in a way or monetize in some way? or just insert myself, my infuse my own personality. And this is where the branding and marketing can get fun. So once you find your white space, this is when you choose your amplifiers. These are the marketable moments, right? And how you market them. So I like to call sort of channels, which are social media, your website, all of these different ways that we can market ourselves as amplifiers. The reason being is because I sort of see them as like dials on a radio, right? Like the radio is playing your message. The radio is playing about your brand, but each channel is a different dial to turn up or turn down. And the way that we have to go about it is what channels can we tap into? And there's two ways to look at this, right? Where's our audience? And also how are they interacting? So like for instance, social media is a perfect example for this because if we are on Instagram, but our audience doesn't really react on Instagram, doesn't really engage on Instagram, that's going to dictate how we are on Instagram, right? If our audience is the type to be a little bit more responsive on, you know, LinkedIn, that's going to change the way that we communicate on LinkedIn because the way that the platform runs is just different. And so There's all these different nuances with the amplifiers that we need to look at. And so pay attention to not just casting a wide net, but understanding how each of these platforms work and how people are absorbing content on each platform, because that will influence how we do what we do on there and also 
the types of results that we'll likely see. So for instance, like LinkedIn's results are going to look so different from Instagram as just one example of that. The other side is what are you interested in doing, right? I used the example of Goodles earlier where they got on TikTok, but is that appropriate for you? Do you feel comfortable doing that? Are you ready for doing that? You're going to get all these reasons as to why TikTok, for instance, is a great platform for your business, but it doesn't because like people have been successful on it, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it is. So one thing I want you to do, and again, it'll be in this workbook, but really look at the channels, really understand them. You don't have to know every de- every detail. You don't know have to really understand how the algorithm works, but just know the basics. How are people reacting, right? Actually, Virginia in her episode, she talked a little bit about this, but like Instagram's more of like a portfolio type of platform and TikTok's more video content heavy and LinkedIn is, is more text-based and things like that. There's all these different ways. And th- I'm just talking about social, but that's not to overlook all these other channels, right? And so figure out what's your baseline for each of these channels. What's something that you can do that you know you can be consistent enough, that you can have fun with, that you can explore this white space in a way that feels really good for you. And so that's really what the whole point of cultivating your competitive edge is. And those golden nuggets, those marketable moments, right? It's just transforming them in a way that makes it unique to you. It's And it's really playing around with what what works for you, but also what, what your audience is drawn to. And how can you make, how can you infuse your unique personality behind it? And that's why the human story behind what you do, the platform that you stand on is important to acknowledge. So that's why step zero is important. Every single one of these steps I do Every single day I do it with clients. I can't recommend enough. There's going to be a link for the workbook in there. And then one thing I wanted to acknowledge before I let you go do this exercise is understanding one of the most common challenges with marketing. And that is essentially stepping out of your alignment. And that's because we go down the path of, for instance, these amplifiers without paying attention to what really works for us. We go through this, the step of not identifying our white space and we just look at what our competitors are doing and how we can meet them where they are. You know, we go through, we know what our core message is, but we're not really infusing it or we're talking so directly about it through personal anecdotes or just things that are just not valuable to our audience. Go listen to Emily's episode because she provided some really great thoughts on this, but Ultimately, what always happens, and I call this the triangle of chaos, and I mentioned this also in Emily's episode too, is you're disjointed when this happens. If you are out of alignment, if you are not finding your own unique white space, if you are not finding, paying attention to your golden nuggets, if you are not analyzing the amplifiers that you're choosing to market on, these channels that you're choosing to market on, and you're not really optimizing them effectively or maybe you're just trying to do too much, this is what happens. It starts with losing awareness and clarity. It starts with competing priorities. You think something needs to come first and you're paying attention to too much noise. So that's why step zero is critical because it it kind of regrounds you in a way. The triangle of chaos is what causes people to question their efforts. It causes them to pivot so regularly 
and it causes them to also stretch resources to the point to where their efforts eventually become diluted. And so I really want you to take that as you go and recognize like, okay, am I in the triangle of chaos? Am I aware or am I clear on what I'm trying to accomplish? Am I trying to do too much and with not enough support or, you know, it's okay to scale back. And am I paying attention to the outside noise? Am I focused so much on the wrong type of factors that indicate success? Am I focused so much on what my competitors are doing? There's all these components to think about. So with that, I leave you. Thank you so much for your time and let me know what you come up with. That's it for this week's episode of The Edge Effect. But the journey doesn't end here. We encourage you to take the lessons learned from our guests and apply them to your own entrepreneurial endeavors. As you navigate the ever-evolving world of branding and marketing, remember that it doesn't have to be overly complex. But communicating your brand effectively is an ongoing journey. It requires continuous refinement, a deep understanding of your audience, and an unwavering commitment to stay true to your story, the unique edge that sets you apart. Stay tuned for future episodes where we continue to unravel the challenges of branding and marketing through the incredible impact of human stories. Until next time, keep embracing the edge, embracing your story, and making a difference through your business. I'm Caroline Crawford, and this has been The Edge Effect.